Oh, jeez. Uh, Matt's got to turn on his camera, and then we can start the Linder Lee Lens podcast. It's on, bro. It wasn't on for me. Check the stream. It wasn't on. Bro, I had this stream on, bro. I had this. I've been. It's been on for a good two minutes, bro. You liar! It's the Linder Lee Lens podcast. I will not stand for this low grade, low budget. Forty-five seconds to a minute. It's time to ring the bell. Why don't we just make, hey, Mon, hey, Mon, coin flip it? Was How long was my cam on? Coin flip it, Hazard 10. <laughs> it ain't coming back down. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Dude. All right, before we get to week eight and match tragedy of a week, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about some worlds because it has been confirmed that worlds is going to attempt to happen. Yay. <laughs> Um, happy. Why you touch? I was trying to open it and I hit the wrong thing. World <laughs> is supposed to start on uh, September 25th, go through October 31st. It will be in Shanghai, China, it's and ambitious. Shanghai will also, or Shanghai, did I say China will also be getting the 2021 Worlds as well. True. Mm -hmm. You guys ready? You hyped? I'm not like I... confident it's gonna fire at all cylinders, but yeah. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to watch. I wonder how they're actually going to cater to, like, you know, how you have the giant stadium, if they're going to do, like, a virtual arena, like what LCS well, did, or if they're actually well, going to have... It probably, what probably will affect that is, like, how well, like, Shanghai and China have got the virus under control at that point, right? Like, I imagine mm -hmm. the teams are going to go out really early and do, like, a mandatory quarantine if it's going yes, to be... Yes, they're doing a bubble yeah. thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So they're doing like what the NBA is doing right now in Orlando, which makes a lot of sense because that's how you do it safely. In terms of the audience, I imagine they're going to limit capacity and the rest of it is probably going to be based on like how prevalent the virus still is, right? Mm -hmm. um, they might have those like temperature checker things that some places are, are thinking about already. Um, but... Makes sense. So we know where they're going to be doing Worlds. It's at the uh, Pudong Football Stadium. This is actually going to be the first event there, uh, like, at all. It has a capacity cool. of 33,000-ish. I doubt they're going to hit it all. I do, too. Nope. I actually doubt that... Personally, I don't think they will have an audience there at all, but they said that um, they'll do update right us employees. if they do. Do Riot employees and team staff count as an audience? Uh, no. Because the coaches are there. If that is no. no. The casters are watching the game. That's what audience Technically, they do. are an audience of a sort, but they're also working there. It's sort of like calling the vendors fucking, a part hey, of the I audience. Was fucking, I was fucking around. So, honestly, I'm going to say, this might be the earliest we actually know where the fuck World's Final is going to be. Mm-hmm. Because every year it seems to take until, like, the end of August. Whoops. Well. Beat the shit in my camera. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I guess in the current times things have to be planned to, right? Yes. They do. Mm -hmm. You gotta get that out early. I am updating the title that I neglected to do. I'm oh, yawning man. really hard. Can I tell you guys about while you're updating? Want to hear about my bad choices this morning? Uh, sure. Uh, sure. I didn't really eat a lot yesterday, so I woke up very hungry. My breakfast was two cups of coffee. My lunch was a large espresso drink that had the equivalent of six cups of coffees of caffeine in it. 
and that was all I had until 6 p.m. And Jesus Christ, I crashed so hard at like five o'clock. I crashed so hard, Haymont. Oh. Anyway, I'm barely anyway. awake, but we're talking about League of Legends. We're talking about better than, worlds. Better worlds. than my diet, but yes, League of Legends. No, wait, hey, I... buddy, let me tell you what. No, it's not. Oh, you don't <laughs> know my diet, um, uh, buddy. I, I am actually just rather easy back in coffee no. because uh, <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> because but... TSM actually has a shot this year. And like every other time. fucking year that's happened. For the first time in six years. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to see TSM back on the world stage. I don't care if we don't make it out of groups. It's only one game behind C9 every time anyways. So who cares? That's what I'm looking oh. for. I'm, I'm also looking forward to some international play. I haven't seen any. I'm, I'm sad that MSI had to get canceled. I understand I why, but that doesn't stop me from being mm -hmm. sad about it. No, of course not. But hey, you can buy the Nautilus skin and support all the first place teams. No. <laughs> <laughs> why would I buy a Nautilus so, skin when I could not spend money on a game I barely play anymore? Hey, Mar <laughs> hey Mar are you going to say something about Worlds before I go talk about the format real quick? Oh, I'm also super happy that we're going to see international play. It's going to be crazy because we didn't even get a preview of what teams were prioritizing at, like, MSI. If you watched each region closely, you probably have an idea, but who does that? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure, first of all, the team analysts do. And second of all, mm -hmm. I'm not sure that it's always the case, though, that, like, what you're prioritizing in your own region is what's prioritized on the world stage. Oh, absolutely um, not. Especially because we don't really know what the game's going to look like then. Right. Mm -hmm. um, they might do another bruiser patch. Um, Don't bring the tank meta back. <laughs> I love that. I was going to bring the bruiser meta back. Ugh. No. The bruiser meta is so fucking hard to then play. Then we in. bring back balls for a fat pen on, dunk dirty, and we call it a game, boys. <laughs> oh, the juggernaut. Oh, patch. my okay. God. So, something different about this year's worlds. Because of uh, LMS getting uh, scrapped, we now have some open slots for uh direct qualification and what is mm -hmm. happening is china and eu at the moment have four slots for quali qualification that means they get three teams directly into groups and one team into play-ins uh mm -hmm. and then lck and na both get three slots two teams in groups uh one team in qualifiers i think all four of them are getting a one seed but I'm not 100% on that. Yes, all four of them seem to be getting a one seed based on this thing I am looking at here, which may or may not be correct because I think it's half based on rumors. Uh, and it looks like the PCS, which is what the LMS kind of became, has one seed directly into uh, groups, and Vietnam also has one seed directly into groups. But Vietnam and PCS also have two seeds, or I'm sorry, one seed into uh plans everyone else gets one seed into plans so that's basically the uh the qualification qualification groups uh what do you guys think about that how china and eu are getting four teams um Man. I, guess it, I guess it makes sense if it's based on like blast world's performance and depth right but mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. I wonder. Did that? Do we know how those specific regions were chose? Chosen? Uh, what, what do you mean? 
how they were like how, get... they, how they're gonna choose their players or how they're no, how they got chosen to have more slots yes yeah. uh they get it's based on the international performance of the last four tournaments oh yeah so i was right okay yeah. no that makes sense then i mean <clears throat> if it's based on that i think it makes perfect sense if it was just like random i would be more annoyed but if it's based on international performance i mean like how do you argue that that seems like the most reasonable way to do it yeah although it means likely na will only be on three spots for the foreseeable eternity i mean but... they've been playing they've been getting the same results that korea has been getting i'm just saying yeah but a, a lot was... less trophies mm -hmm. they've had the same number of trophies as korea when the historically zero no 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 in the last four world, uh, international Oh, in the events? last four, uh, yeah, four. yeah. But I'm talking about, like, history here. Hey, Korea's hey, got hey, us hey. beat in the early game, boys. Has Korea uh -huh. won an IEM? I don't know if Korea's won an IEM. <laughs> I am They might have won one of the smaller ones. I mean, the like, the Katowice. Katowice. I don't know. All I remember is TSM was one in, in Season 5. That's it. That's the mm -hmm. one little boost. And everybody I'm will continue to discount it. Because it wasn't impressive. Um, How dare because you. then they got clapped. Because <laughs> then they got clapped. Oh my god! I can edit user volume without closing out the the thing now. Thank Jesus. Perfect. Oh. Okay. And I wanted to see more of Vietnam. So I would have liked to see a little bit more of the smaller regions getting a couple more spots and just have the major regions evened out. Uh, wait, wait, so you wanted to just have all the major regions have three spots and add more spots for Vietnam? Uh, Vietnam, PCL, OCL. Just, like, play-in groups, you mean? Uh, I, like, emerging yeah. regions? I don't emerging regions, yes. There's, the, the problem is, is you can't dole it out to the emerging regions fairly, because none of mm -hmm. them have really shown to get very far besides the PCS and... Even the PCS, is they're, they're not the same as uh, LMS was, to be honest. And Vietnam. Vietnam actually is a server that is a similar size to NA. Uh, really? Yeah. At least their rank population. Yeah, Vietnam, and it's growing. Vietnam is actually a poppin' server. I'm expecting Vietnam to start growing more and more as the years go on. Interesting. Okay. I cannot find this information, by the way. About I didn't, that's why I didn't bother checking. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't think adding more of the other it looks like better. CJ Blaze once won an IEM. Maybe. Which was that's no, a long time ago. Yeah, it is. <laughs> KT Rolster also won. Like, hey, man, who are oh. we gonna add? Are we gonna add Brazil and Turkey? Or CIS mm. maybe? Because those are the only ones that have had sort of standout performances. Everyone else has been definitely lower class than those three but even those three i wouldn't say they could even compete in the lcs like they might make playoffs in the lcs mm. well this season who the fuck knows <laughs> yeah hey 80 percent of the league baby 80 percent of the league well oh that is a fair point i think that i think turkey might have a fair shot so i mean you can pause it the in only this one way by saying, do you think that FlyQuest, Golden Guardians, or Evil Geniuses... Uh, w I, okay, I'll just do this. FlyQuest or Golden Guardians, because they're, they're two games over EG. Do you think that they would win in an, any emerging region? Mm, I don't watch I do the emerging... Think. I really don't watch the emerging regions but have, enough. But you've seen any. them in international events. You know how... <laughs> yeah, how but I don't know what they're like right now. Place. What if right now they're just sleeper popping, right? Like... <laughs> 
Have they? Uh, but like, wait, we've had years to see them pop off. Like, and now, what's changed? Are they? Everybody's stuck at home playing video games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I I definitely think that they would be contending for first or second place easily in almost any emerging region. I think Turkey might be the only exception, or and maybe Brazil. But in general, I just think that these teams would do very well. I, 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 just, I just don't see them even taking that four slot away from an EU or a China team. Uh, now, yeah, what if Brazil wins Worlds this year? That would be That'd crazy. be nuts. That'd be hilarious, and I'd love it. That would be the greatest run in esports history, and nobody yeah, would honestly, ever yeah. top it. Like, like if, if you and- thought that... Team Liquid beating uh, IG at last year's MSI was the largest upset in the history of all upsets. This will take that cake. It, mm-hmm. it will Easily. take that cake and the next five cakes. It'd be yep. nuts. <laughs> it, like, TPA, TPA has nothing on this. Mm-hmm. Alright, so I wanted to uh, just cast a little shade at uh, EU. Because their top two teams in EU right now are Mad Lions and Rogue. Yikes. Oh, yeah. They what happened to G2? A, they have a three-game lead on G2. What happened to Fnatic? They have a four-game lead on Fnatic. I don't know what has happened to Fnatic and G2, but they have shit the bed. And I love it. I love watching chaos break out in places I don't care about. Oh, My e, God. EU LCS, that's the perfect place. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen a Mad Lions game, they're imagined C9 last split. (laughs) That's kind of what you would picture. That's how they're running EU right now. Weren't both of these teams like super dumpster last split? Mad Lions was a completely amateur team last split. They came in with a bit more experience this split, and they're hammering people. I'm just... (laughs) It's it's so mm -hmm. surprising to me... That these two teams that are who are who are on these teams right now? Do I even know um, the players on these teams? You're not gonna recognize them. It's like uh, Arome, Harze. I recognize Harze. Humanoid on Mad Lions and <laughs> I think Rogue Sama and Vonder on Rogue, and but that's about it. Yeah, I, I recognize Larson, but I think he's kind of new. He is pretty new. <laughs> He's been a pretty good uh, mid laner too. These are are a lot of new blood, and they're definitely like taking it to the TEU, and I, that's definitely something I like to see. But it, I, mm-hmm. I like watching G two and Fnatic stumble more. But here's the sad truth: is I do think that these four slots that they get are gonna let G two and Fnatic get into Worlds. Yeah. And I just one one Worlds or one championship without G two, please. I, I'd love to watch that uh that kingdom crumble, as it were. Well, there's no guarantee that they're gonna like get far if they're playing like Dookie. Uh, they look. It looks like they're playing super inconsistent and complacent, and it, and I think they're starting to ramp up now. I saw a quote from, I forget who it was, but they, they were, uh, they were saying that they, were finally being challenged in the in their league, and if in the past they weren't, and it felt really boring, but now it's becoming more interesting because. They have to actually give a shit, otherwise they're gonna sure. lose. And before they would win without caring. Sure. Oh yeah. I think that C9 might actually be falling into this trap a little bit right now. Makes if you guys sense. want to use that to segue yep. into our next topic. I'm good. All right. 
Oh, actually, uh, I meant to I meant to ask this question. How do we feel about China getting worlds for two years in a row and pushing NA off till next year? Or not next year, sorry, the year after. Uh, given the state of the country at the moment and projections and general instability, I think it is a wise business decision. I mean, this, I don't even think this is a business. Well, okay, it's a business decision. But it's I don't a business think, decision because if they commit to Worlds in America next year, it's like actually not guaranteed to happen. Well, I I don't even think that that was why they thought to do it. I think they just decided to do it in China because they're trying to do a ten year anniversary thing in China because China makes up like eighty percent of the population of this game, and that's when they can probably make the most money off of it. I don't think I don't think being fair to NA or even NA's state was a thought in their in this decision. I'm sure NA's state was a little bit of a thought. <laughs> I'm sure it was on the table, but they're just like this doesn't even matter like if it was even good, we probably wouldn't even do this. Fair. I don't know. I don't really mind it that much cuz I'm no, not going to go to I want NA it. back. Sure, but I'm not going to I want to watch Worlds at a time that isn't 4 a.m. That's all I want. Mods, baby, live my lifestyle. <laughs> Uh, Fair enough. I hate watching VODs. Avoid the Reddit, watch the VODs. hate doing Easy. that. Just want Acting to watch like it. I'm not up at 4am anyway. QUIET! <laughs> Don't call me out like that! <laughs> You're both <laughs> Alright, Matt, I have put this off long enough. It's time to talk about week 8 and sure. your most painful week yet. Would you like to walk us through what has happened this weekend? No, not really. Well, you got it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pop our picks up on screen, and then uh, we're going to go on through this. So, quick mention. I really don't want to be in charge of this one. It is too raw, too recent, you know? It is a quick quick little uh, recap. Uh, coming into this week, all three of us were tied in a dead heat in our picks at a 60% each. But this week, I have gone 6-4. and four. Both Matt and Haymont have gone 5-5. Five and five. I am up one game. <laughs> one game. Mm -hmm. And I will continue this lead through next week. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes. I will be victorious. I'm calling it here. I mean, calling the upsets has been your specialty. Uh, specialty oh, hell yeah. This sauce. week and last week, sauce. actually. You've been getting sauce. I'm not going to lie. You got it. Yeah. I don't even... Uh, I, I'm not even going to call this week an upset looking at how C9 has been playing. I'm just saying. So let, let, let's just jump into what, what we're referencing right now. The TSM versus C9 match and why that was my favorite hour of this week. Oh, Boy, did I love that match. <laughs> Matt's got to wipe um, away the tears. No, I'm barely pain. awake. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Flame me to uh, keep me awake, boy. So, mm -hmm. this is probably my favorite game of the split. Watching uh, TSM take down C9 on the second round, Robin, once again! Oh, TSM mm -hmm. have been on fire recently. What's their, what's their win streak on right now? Uh, do, 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 I think do, do, they're do, on like do, a six-game win streak right now, and I have been loving it. Oh, I watching believe... them take down everyone—it's got me real hyped for next week when they finally get into that tie for first place. To be honest, I think it's probably. It's oh, it's probably like a three-game win streak. I think. I don't uh, think six. I four game. I it's think four-game four win streak for TSM. Four-game win streak. Okay. That sounds and, about right. And C9 are now on a three-game loss streak. That is a big yikes. C9 lost to both TL and TSM this week. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. Golden Guardians and TSM this week. And they lost mm -hmm. to TL last week. Yep. These are honestly also 
three of the t like teams that are gunning for top four at the moment. Like Golden Guardians has been doing a gigantic push as of late. They they're they're on a three game win streak, but I think they're like four and two in the last six or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how strong they are. Yeah, yeah. They're four and two in their last. Or, oh no no no, they are uh, six and two in their last eight games, which is insane to me. That Golden Guardians have been this hot. I'm looking forward to watching Golden Guardians come playoffs because I think mm -hmm. they're going to be able to make a pretty good uh, argument for getting uh, getting the Worlds in third place over C9. <laughs> what? Over C9. A yes, bold, over C9. Old of you to assume. Do you know grade. that Lick Lickerish is grinding solo queue now? Well, he's a, uh, he he's better finally because, uh, been forced. He should have been a while ago, but yeah. <laughs> There's a big yikes in this last week. And so, this game mm -hmm. started off Looking pretty good for Cloud9, I'm not gonna lie. C9 got a bit of an early lead coming out the gate, but guess what? TSM clapped right the fuck back, took control in mid-game, and never let go and choked Cloud9 out. Cloud9 had nothing. They could get nothing done, and I loved it. Licorice and Blabber looked like they were a detriment to Cloud9 this game, and oh boy was it so good. Broken Blade playing Aurelia was so fun. Oh, I loved it. And then Caitlyn, who is apparently a new OP champion, by the way, uh, with Double Whip just, just clicking heads over and over again, nuking people down, 6-1-5. and five. I loved it. It was so much damage from that fucking Kate. Ah, oh, so good. Hey, oh. what would you think of this match? It was... Oh, I fucking loved it. I didn't like that Caitlyn. It the Caitlyn, he's been looking great on it all week. I believe the other match that he played, he just went 7-2-1 by the end of it. Did he play Caitlyn twice? He played... TSM ran this bot, ah, bot lane like twice this weekend. That's what I do remember. Uh, they also ran oh it into God, EG. They yeah, ran into... Mm -hmm. They ran into EG, and in that game, they looked very good at just controlling objective areas. They'd always show up early to, like, the Dragon, always get their, like, back timings correct. And most teams don't know how to handle it or how to poke into it or don't have the tools to. It's been great to watch because their uh, area control around objective has most teams stumped. And it's something that we, you know, kind of, like, we're a little bit worried about TSM earlier in the split because we didn't really have an idea of what they have to play around or something like that. And it turns out, just objectives. <laughs> now that Caitlyn's here, you can put down all those traps, force them into it, zone them off a little bit. You know, it's a pretty nice time. <laughs> yeah, it's really easy to control uh, early game objectives and uh, fix that early dragon problem they had. When you can just put five traps down and be like, what? Walk up. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. We're here to go through. The traps of the bear. Take your pick. <laughs> Yep. Oh, I, I want them to start running the uh, the winter skins for them because they're, I think they're both uh, linked into those, like, uh, they're kind of uh, Soviet Union themed a little bit. I, I love mm -hmm. those skins. Those skins are really cool. Oh, man. So good. Matt, how, what'd you think of this match? What, what, what What's going wrong for Cloud9? What, what have you been noticing? Um, <laughs> shit, which game was Fuck, I forget which... No, I actually forget which C9 game it was uh, this weekend. But one of the games this weekend, I felt like they kind of just didn't do anything. Um, I don't think was it was the TSM one. No, but yeah, there was, like, Golden a really game? It was I think it was the Golden Guardians game where there was a point where they were just, like, watching Golden Guardians take towers. And I was like, you're 
you're not that far behind. Like, fight. <laughs> and they just, like, let them siege down. But, ooh, there's the lightning, Anthony. Uh-oh. They just let them uh, siege down a bunch of tower, like a tower to it's like, oh, that's bad. Um, and like, yeah, they're <laughs> you seen it, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's it's real distracting out of the corner. Of the eye. um, they mm-hmm. felt really like they were doing nothing at a lot of the points in the game, and I I don't. That's not how they used to get dubs, right? They never got their dubs by being like a slow closeout chokey team. They were just usually hitting the gas. They were making plays. They were winning lane. They were rotating. <laughs> the Jesus thunder is Christ. shaking our house. Jesus Christ, dude. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I think they just need to find that energy. Need to be a little less complacent. I think there have been some sort of like miscommunications, or what seems like miscommunications. Right? Um, but not sure. <sighs> So, it's hard for me to pin down, like, where exactly their problems are. Because in the GG game, uh, Niski and Sven and Vulcan were looking awful. But in the TSM game, Licorice and Blabber were looking awful. And Sven and Niski, they weren't looking better. Like, to to me, this is looking like C9 has been snowballing downwards. And it's something that I was expecting to happen either earlier in the split or last split, where they finally meet adversity, and because they don't meet it often enough, they're not ready to deal with it. And that that has always been uh, a big downfall of these hyper win streak teams. It, it's part of the reason why when TSM had their 17-0 and zero, uh, uh, split, they went to Worlds and got clapped. Because they they got a little complacent with how well they were doing in NA. They they weren't uh, committing as hard as they really should have, or or they were all burned out by the time they got there because they didn't realize they needed to manage themselves because they just kept winning. And when you're constantly getting success, you don't think you need to change anything. You think you need to keep going and doing the same thing over and over again. Because if you keep hitting the button and the and the fucking cookies keep coming out, why not keep hitting the button? So. I'm wondering if they can write themselves before uh, they have a problem in playoffs or even at Worlds. Because now I'm starting to call into question if they can make Worlds. Because they're losing to Golden Guardians. They're losing to TSM. They're losing to Team Liquid. And it's not looking like they even have a shot to beat these teams when they play them. And I can't even say that it's the draft because it doesn't look like it was the draft this weekend. They look like they picked okay comps. Sure, I think it, it wasn't a completely one one focused comp on uh, either of these games, but it, actually it, it, against TSM they had a really good team fight comp, and it just never panned out. They never got to be in a winning position on team fights, and it, TSM just fucking cleaned up every single time. They couldn't outfight them. They couldn't split push them. They couldn't ro- out rotate them. There was nothing C9 could do because they just they never made that they never made that transition with their small lead they had early game and they chucked it out the window. So that's that's where I'm at with Cloud9. Hey Ma, where are you where are you at with Cloud9? What do you what do you think in writes this ship or uh, corrects course? I'd rather this have happened now than in playoffs. I can agree. Right? Yeah. Because this is during the regular season, they still have a chance to write their ship before they start getting into the series. They have one but, week. 
they do have one week. Otherwise, they have really to keep gotta... playing playoffs. Hmm. But I don't. Let's see what their matchups are. Dignitas, they should be able to beat Dignitas. Dignitas has been looking very passive on the O2. And what's their next matchup next week? CLG. Okay. You called. All right. I'm going to skip that one. But CLG, <laughs> most of the time, I would absolutely think C9 should be able to beat CLG. Um, if they can do two convincing games next week, then I'll be like, all right. They still have some sort of form. They still have some sort of mental uh, taken together because those are two teams that I think they should hands down be able to handle with uh, their performances that they did last week. Um, but if they can't perform there, then I don't know when you're going to start performing. Right? Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I definitely they, think if they cannot beat these two teams next week, I would probably count them out of playoffs and count them out of Worlds. Um. Mm-hmm. I, like, I'm going to be honest, beating these two teams also wouldn't convince me that they're back to form. Because both of these teams have not been very strong uh, as of late. I think they're both on loss streaks at the moment. Yep. Um, Yeah, C9, or C9, CLG is on a six-game loss streak, and Dignitas is on a two-game loss streak. So if you beat those teams, and if you lose to yeah. those teams, I'm writing you off. Because I do not think you are going to improve enough to do this. TSM will probably take that second or first seed spot because they get to play TL. And if both of and if TL loses to... The, who are they the, playing? Immortals? IMT, TSM gets a tiebreaker if they win. Hmm. Also, TSM be... does have to be Golden Guardians. Just, which I don't think is going to be an easy task. No, Golden Guardians are especially good at picking apart teams and side lanes and such. I also just think that they have been improving in general. A lot of their individual players have been improving a lot. He, looking at Huhi, he doesn't look like the same Huhi we were watching in January. Hey, do you know what I can say? After watching EG's uh, Huni's Kennen this past weekend, I'm happy with Hansers. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Hunter's Kennen. Hunter's Kennen's really good. He's been doing very well in top so, lane. It's, yeah. Many people have been seeing it as the Demonte and Closer show, but he's uh-huh. silently, he's been doing what he needs to get uh, what he needs let's, to get done. Let's try to dive more into Golden Guardians uh, and what mm-hmm. they've been doing this week, because they've been looking really, really good. Like, like we've, we've already been trying to talk them up a little bit, and I just I want to really know what we all think is has been the key for their improvement. Uh, have they... I don't think they've made a roster swap this entire split, have they? No. They've committed to Huhi. This is one of the few teams that have made no roster swaps after bringing after the swaps they made in the offseason. They've been running Damante, Closer, Hauncer, FBI, and Huhi, and all of them have been looking very competitive for their role. Uh mm-hmm. now if I would I would kind of make an argument for Damante being uh an MVP candidate because of how much work he seems to be putting in for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I do think there are a lot of other players who have been putting in more. But I definitely don't think DeMonte's uh, effort should be uh, uh, discarded at all because, at least as an honorable mention, he's, he's looked really good. He's been a very strong mid laner in a world of uh, actually good import mid laners. Like, 
mm-hmm. against POE, against Bjergsen, against uh, Niski, against Jensen. He has been looking competitive. And his mm-hmm. champion pool has been looking pretty good as well. Now, honestly, I fucking love his global champions. His Twisted Fate and his Galio have been insane. And I, I think that is their best uh, their best uh, kind of strategy to win the game is to put Demonte on some globals and start playing with the map. Because it mm-hmm. seems like Demonte and Hauncer are able to uh, create map pressure and then enter a team fight. And they all, they more often than not win the team fight because of uh, the pressure they've gotten or the kind of entrances they pull off. What do you, what do you guys think? Oh, I've loved watching Closer and Demonte and Hauncer in the top side. They've just been playmaking all day. That's the thing. It's either Demonte attacking side lane, Closer trying to get Hauncer a lead, Closer in mid lane. It's been he's really been there where the team needs him to be. And he's just being as aggressive as he can be. <laughs> Which is great. Oh, man. I do love this jungle. jungle. It's fun jungle. Aggressive, aggressive jungle is fun jungle. You see him E, just throw out an E right there in the mid lane and just flash Q almost immediately. It's a great time. <laughs> this man Lee syndrome is a way of life. You always take those cues. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And like I said, Hanser, we we've been sleeping on him a little bit, but he's he's been performing. <laughs> he's been yeah. doing good. Uh, when he when he was when he left TSM, he was definitely on a downturn in his career. But I think he's been mm-hmm. bright, bringing it back up. He's definitely started that upswing this split, and I'm I'm looking forward to watching him in playoffs because I think he can definitely get this team far. And I'm hoping they can go for that third seed at Worlds because I I don't see them getting first or second definitely. But I think they can mm-hmm. try to fight for that third seed, especially looking at their game against Cloud9 now. Because I think Cloud9 is a gigantic toss-up. Yep. Matt, how are you mm-hmm. feeling about uh, Golden Guardians and their... Distracted by the thunder and lightning. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I'm feeling... I don't know. They seem like they're doing well. Um, I don't really watch a lot of their games. You didn't watch Be them beat Cloud9? Or you just no, blocked that, that out? I that one. I saw that one. Um... Listen, <laughs> I think they're playing really, really well. I think that they're on an upswing, and I think if they can like keep it together and keep up this momentum, they're going to do really, really well moving forward. Um, I don't know how they would stack up against international competition, uh, frankly. Yeah. Um, but I do think that uh, within NA, they're a, a really solid team that I expect to do pretty reasonably well in the playoff playoffs, unless something really silly happens. And at this point in the split, oof, maybe, <laughs> like, I don't know. But I, I, I think I'd have more confidence in uh, Golden Guardians going than that one year that uh, CLG got dragged to Worlds by TSM winning finals. Okay, fair. Because uh, back when uh, fourth place could go to Worlds and uh, it made me real unhappy, whew, that was a bad time. Hmm. I, I I think I, I'm, I'm a little surprised everybody has slept on them because they seem to have been like coming up really prominently. And then suddenly everyone is noted. It's like when any, whenever somebody finds out that our sensor's broken after it's been buffed seven times in a row. Of course it's fucking broken. It's been buffed seven times in a row. Uh, FBI stats alone 
probably should have uh, told us that this team was going to start smashing because he he was he was at the top of so many metrics and you don't get yeah. to the top of so many metrics with a bad team that just doesn't happen so i mean i'm loving it because anytime that a group of uh, what i'll call misfits cuz th this mm -hmm. is definitely a group of misfits uh whenever they come up it's always a lot more fun to watch because watching cloud 9 uh and tsm and tl kind of rule the roost for the last six years or whatever it's kind of boring tl won four splits in a row with double lift and four other people like it just it was just so boring watching tl win if tl hadn't had one last split convincingly and they were gonna and it looked convincing this split i'd have been so much more disinterested but now i'm really excited to see how playoff shakes up i at the moment, I would probably say I think TL is the favorite, but I definitely think there are teams who can challenge them because they don't look perfect. They don't look uh, absolutely consistent. And if TSM win next week, I definitely think that uh, it's entirely up in the air who's getting first place. And I, I think that's a better way to enter playoffs than a, a strongly convinced uh, victory like it was last split. Last split was so boring. We didn't even want to talk about the final. I, we, what did we spend that whole thing talking about besides the final? Because the final was boring. Oh wait, they did that. The didn't they do three games in a, or three series in a row that weekend or something or two series? Because they had uh, EG and FlyQuest play before, and then FlyQuest got to play against Cloud Nine, right? They oh did yeah, the it was. Thing. So we basically were, passed off the final and talked about the third place match. Yeah. Fair enough, brother. Because, right. hey, Turtle is a flanking ADC, a great time. I do remember that explicit moment. Which also reminds me, FlyQuest has been having dominant 2-0 games. Oh, you want, you want to talk about FlyQuest weekend. real quick? I love them. I do love them. What I do dislike is that they've never been able to catch their white whale, which is C9. <laughs> On the tail end C9? of this split, they've never beaten C9. Not last split, not this split. <laughs> That's been their one team that they haven't been able to shut down effectively. Every other team, they probably have some sort of strategy or have done some sort of like early game uh, outplay where they can take advantage of it. They haven't been able to do that to C9. Look, I'm just saying, not TSM doesn't int their jungler into you three times twice. That just doesn't happen. I don't know. Most of the time, it's Turtle getting left behind these days. Which I think is actually... Yeah, Santorin's not taking those losses anymore. <laughs> so when they put Turtle back in, I think this team got actually a pretty big boost. Running MASH, this team looked significantly worse than when they were when they put in Turtle. And now that Turtle is in, they've, they've been on a pretty decent upswing, I think. Because mm -hmm. they've it's moved... Been What's the record since they put in Turtle? Are they like... Are they 4-0? Very quiet, but yes. <laughs> Damn! Silent. A, a, a silent 4-0, boys. See, that's what I'm saying. I knew Turtle was the right option. I told him Turtle was the right option. Maybe he really did need the time off. But I knew that if they were going to make a run for Worlds or make a run for first place, they needed to put Turtle in. And I'm glad to see that he's back, and I think that he's the key to put this whole puzzle together here. Do you know what's the weird part? It's like Mash and Turtle flipped personalities. It was like for the first week that Mash was there, 
yeah, he was playing a bit aggressive, but he was like in the right place at the right time until he started inting the second week. <laughs> Since <laughs> Turtle has been back in, I haven't seen him explicitly int anything. <laughs> Have I seen him flash forward? Was, wait, 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 but that was just a whole fucking like meme that Turtle would, fl- would flash in. Okay, hang on. Okay, okay. Turtle flashing in is sometimes amazing and sometimes terrible. I oh. don't think I've seen him like flash in to get a kill in a while, but he's constantly been like positioning well. Like in the TL versus FlyQuest game, um, there he was never out of position, right? There was never a time that Impact as Kennen could get onto Turtle and actually have something effective happen. It was always either just um, POE or the tanks on the front line. And in the TSM game, once again, Turtle's never out of position. Maybe he dies like once in one or two times when they dive him, but that's it. Most of the time he plays back away from the turtle and uh, from the turret and expects it most of the time. He's he's been positioning better than I think he has like last split. He's been performing better in these past four games than he was during the regular season last split. And it's been interesting to watch. <laughs> so, uh, they've put Turtle in for their last six games, and they've only lost one of them to Cloud9. Mm-hmm. So, that's making me think that uh, they are on a pretty large upswing right now. Like, I think it's even larger than uh, the one that they were having last split, where they, mm-hmm. they seem to be very, very strong and like one of the only teams that could contest with Cloud9. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Uh, I'm, I'm hopefully <laughs> optimistic that they can, uh, join the, like, this upper echelon group and help everyone level up in NA, because I mm-hmm. feel like, because I, I always have that feeling whenever we go to Worlds that there's, like, two teams that even matter, and I always mm-hmm. wanted more than one team to be competitive. It, it, if we go to Worlds and I know who our top two seeds are before uh, before playoffs even start, that's a bad thing. So, if I go in and I'm guessing at who all of our seeds are going to be, I feel like that's better. Even if the general play might be worse, it means that there's more room for uh, group improvement, I think. But I, I feel like a lot of people don't see it that way, where... If everyone in the room, if nobody in the room is doing very well, then there's nobody to learn from. But mm-hmm. everyone likes to copy Korea so much. Does that really matter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's only one notch that I'll take away from this team, and it's that uh, many of the teams that they've been facing and many of the games that they have had, a couple of the teams would do like a small misplay that they would like destroy them in the early game and then just all they can't get back in there it's just a shutout from then on so they haven't really been aggressed upon in quite some time and that's most of the time when i think FlyQuest is on the back foot against a particularly who had the almost perfect game this week was that team like almost sorry anthony did you hear the rain just start pouring out of the blue no oh yes it just my my ac is too close Dude, it hit my fucking roof, and I just heard it. It was just a fucking wave. Was it Team uh, Liquid? It, 
who had the near perfect game this weekend? I yes, it was against Dignitas, and it looked like Dignitas was basically doing nothing the entire game. That I, was very I'm sad bad to that see. Impact chucked that perfect game. Oh, Impact was like, I'm gonna go int into the fountain now. I'm just Goodbye. sitting here like, no, the record, you must set it. You don't I'm know how badly I would love to be a part of a perfect game in the LCS. I don't care how shitty the team I get it over is. The fact is, is that I have that on my record. Fucking everyone at IMT has it. Or not IMT. EG has it. Where's mine? I want mine. The EG perfect game. Oh, yeah, against CLG. That was also a very dominant closeout. Everyone thought that was a massive fluke for a few weeks. Now we're like, nah, that's about right. Yep. And also, we still have questions about EG now. One of the rosters who has also beaten C9. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe EG beat C9. Looking at how they played after that match, I have no idea how they pulled it off. It, I thought that they were going to upswing off of that match, and they just haven't. They've been so rocky. It, it's been hard to really say that I think they're doing well. I don't think at all. I just eat sand. Um, ah, I the common a, I stole Redditor. that from a tweet. I stole that from a tweet. Um, <laughs> dude, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm okay. just so sad. I'm too sad about C9 to think. <laughs> oh, okay. What are we going to do now? Oh man, the stock market. Everyone who invested in Cloud9. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> That's a yikes. I wish I could feel bad, but I can't. Okay. So, mm -hmm. as a primer for uh, next week, let's have a little bit of a discussion of who each of us thinks are our top three contenders for MVP. None of them. None of them? They're all washed? They're all LVPs. None of them. Every single LVP. player is an LVP. <laughs> The lowest value player. Oh, alright. I'll go first. So here's here's who I'm kind of looking at for uh, MVP. I think I'm looking at Bjergsen, Bang, and then maybe like Core JJ or. Or. I want to say Ignar, but Ignar's look kind of shaky. Yeah, Demonte, he had two Demonte. weeks where he wasn't particularly good. I, I I think I'm gonna try to put Demonte in there. Now this is subject to change. I'm be trying to think about this uh, all week uh, to get ready and give my final verdict next week as to who I think. But honestly, I feel like everybody on Cloud Nine has really just not been playing that good. They've all been mm -hmm. making mistakes. They've all been taking their turn chucking their games, and that's that's like. That's the, a systemic problem with them, and I don't feel like I can give any player on Cloud9 MVP this year. I feel like I need to give it to someone who is hard carrying their team and doing a lot of work. Mm -hmm. who, who do you guys got as uh, your top threes? I would pick Core JJ. Core JJ? Uh, I do love how he's been playing. It's his ability to navigate a team fight is kind of insane. <laughs> Oh, I love his it's, Blitzcrank. His Blitzcrank is fucking great. His Blitzcrank is great, but also, like, some of his bard points are just insane. They're just nutty. <laughs> he just goddamn styles. <laughs> right? So I do... I would definitely put him in the top three for MVP. Um, I agree with DeMonte. 
Demonte also sounds like he's uh, doing very well. He's been one of the people who's been going to side lanes, really pressuring other teams. Uh, he's been working well with his jungler. You know, he's he's a hands down like a very good pick. And then if I had to pick a third, um, well, I'm gonna go with Santorin. <laughs> Santorin and Poe, I think, are also pretty far up there. Mm-hmm. Santorin's been doing like some unexpected paths that teams just don't see coming, and I think his set is very good. <laughs> It's a, he still has his trundle, yes, but he's, he's been playing set a lot recently, and he's been playing it particularly well. Sometimes uh, to just make some team fight wins. Sometimes it's just been, oh hey, wild turtle, we're caught out in front of a dragon pit. I need to taxi my way out on this nautilus. I'll see you later. Bye. That was an event that did happen um, during a Golden Guardians game. I it was I was laughing when I saw it. <laughs> Matt, who are you looking uh, at for uh, MVP? Hamlet, were you about to say something else? Nope. That was it. <laughs> um, maybe a little bit of Bjergsen. He's been playing really, really well. Maybe a little bit of a... Well, that was about to be a joke, so we're not going to make it. it... <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. Bjergsen's been playing well, and I'm currently blanking on every other player's name in the league. Um... I, dude, I don't know. Probably Bjerg. <laughs> Who else could it even be, right? I mean, we just listed off like eight people. Yeah, and I don't think any of them are as good as Bjerg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I can give that Bjerg. No, it's mostly because I'm being an asshole. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think there's like a real shot for Bjerg. I think there's a real shot uh, for like maybe Demonte, right? Um, mm-hmm. But those are like the two I think have like probably the best shot in my head. Uh, but that's also from the head of someone who has no conception of how this works. I think Great that assault. C9's downturn has done wonders for the MVP race. I think it's made it I agree. so that mm-hmm. everyone isn't hard focused on which C9 player is MVP, and they're all thinking about uh, what, like, like is there what is the actual MVP? Because clearly the players on Cloud9 are not these infallible monsters anymore. They're not going to just take that crown. Sad. Either. Sad to say you're right. Maybe maybe it's Poom. <laughs> maybe that. it's so, Poom for MVP. No, oh. Okay, so let, let, let's kind oh, of Oh, there's over. the rain. Hello? Come I just here. hard... Hello. Dude, I hard cut out just now. Okay. Um, so, sorry. Uh-huh. moving on from uh, MVP, <laughs> let's talk about Rookie real quick, because I think it's going to be a really short list. So, I think the list is Poom... Uh, insanity. Insanity. Nah. Insanity. That's on. Let me see. Johnson. I don't know if they're counting him from last split. Tactical. Kumo, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Kumo might be out. Kumo's, Kumo's probably out. Tactical. If they're also Tactical? counting him from last split. No, they're not. I don't think he played that... enough games last split, did he? Hmm. I don't know. He played like two games last split. I, You're I, right. I, this is his first split. You know what? Fuck in. the LCS thing. I'm gonna go with this. We're gonna say it's Poom. It's uh. No way, brother. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm just giving the list. Uh, it's Poom. It's Johnson. It's Kumo. It's Spika. It's Treats. It's Tactical, and it's Alorum, Potluck, Insanity, uh. And I think that's it. Yeah. 
So out of those Mortals people, put... who do you think mm-hmm. is rookie of the split? I think it's between Insanity and Poom, Poom and Treats, and maybe Spica. But I don't know. Treats has been a little, sh- little bit short at the moment, so I might take him out because I haven't seen as much of, of him as the other players. Mm. You know, I agree with that trifecta. I think Insanity, unfortunately, hasn't pulled enough games. Uh, as in the Team Immortals hasn't pulled enough games that you can actually put them in contention there. Uh, I think Treats has actually been pretty good. He's been pretty consistent. There's He hasn't had a game where it's like, oh, Treats, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, Treats, you really look out of it right now. <laughs> Me every day, consistent. brother. I always look out of it. I understand the suffering. All right. So he's been very consistent. He hasn't been a detriment to um, TSM. Actually, he's probably been a great improvement to them. Um, considering how they were playing with Biofrost earlier this split. Poom, uh, I think, is kind of in the same wheelhouse as Insanity. They haven't pulled out like enough wins or they haven't he hasn't really he doesn't look bad for the team right he hasn't made any horrendous mistakes either hold on just a moment bro this rain is nuts yeah it's coming down now i now i hear it hey man what are you looking at i think he's talking to his mother or something all right so Dude, holy shit. This is what I've been hearing the whole show, by the way. Like, this rain, Anthony. Goddamn. All right, so, Matt, who, who are you thinking uh, is uh, a contender oh. for Rookie of the Split? Are there any rookies? I don't know, are but I, I just rookies? listed off a bunch. That I, I didn't listen to you. I was distracted by the rain. God damn it. <laughs> Name them again? I'm not kidding, dude. It really caught me off guard. All right. Uh, it's Treat Speaker Tactical... Uh, Insanity, Potluck, I guess I'll count Alarm, actually. Maybe Tactical, maybe... Um, Kumo. Maybe... Dude, I don't know. I could see a few of them. I could see, like, a a Tactical, I could see a... Maybe an Insanity, I could see a... Um, who is the fucking one? It was not Tactical. Treats? Fucking other one. Maybe Treats, I don't remember. There are a few of them I could see, though. I think I'm Which, slowly growing to agree with Anthony that this is a stupid accolade. But the problem is, is that the um, like there's never enough candidates, and the criteria is so so annoying. Like you ha- like if you played four games in a different split, you aren't able to play in like whatever split you actually played. Like it's just, it's just so obnoxious how obtuse these are. Like I think look at how. Anybody seen Mash in a while when he got subbed in? I ain't seen Mash in forever. But he apparently is ineligible for Rookie of the Split. Like, I don't get uh, it. Hmm. Like, I, they, they need to start doing Rookie of the Year and, uh, like, give it out at All-Stars or something. Or, 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 like, do it for, the, like, yes, the entire year. But I, it, the teams either swap players out so quickly or the, there isn't a large enough roster that we get to have rookies in for, or enough rookies or rookies in for long enough. It's just such a bad thing for us to try to, like, actually deliberate on. But honestly, I think that this is probably a, one of the better years or splits for uh, rookies. And to be honest, that's a little sad, but... 
I think, what is it, like two teams basically swap their entire roster? Uh. Two teams, uh, Immortals swap their roster. Yeah, just flat. Uh, EG Dig swapped, swapped half their roster, uh, Dig swapped half their roster, like, mm -hmm. so much bullshit. But, I think it's time we move on to, uh, next week in our predictions. Boom, I got him up on screen. Alright, boys. What we what, what what is our outlook into the next final week nine of the LCS Summer Split 2020? I'm I'm ready for it. I'm hyped. TSM's tied wait, wait, for let me second. Pull up the stream. Shut up, let me pull I got the stream up. Um <laughs> I've been loving it. TSM's looking hot. C9's looking cold. Oh, this is my kind of LCS. My God, to call the CLG over C9. I'm calling it. I've called one upset for the last two weeks, and I got them both. We're going to get it. We're going to get that good bread. And it's what's going to let oh. me beat you people. <laughs> that wouldn't even, like, that wouldn't be an upset in the context of an upset. That would just be sad. Make you upset? I yes, think. that would be very upsetting. No. It would just make me sad. <laughs> look, look, look. Like I said, if C9 loses those two games, if they lose even one of those two games next week, they are so washed. I, 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 it, I just... Here, if it's even, like, a competitive game, I'm worried. <laughs> if it's even close to competitive, I'm worried. That's the problem. Uh, with how Dignitas looked last week, with them kind of, like, letting the other teams run over them, right? C9 should have an easy time. They should be able to just pick something early and be able to smash them very fast. And CLG is probably like one of the bottom teams. So any of those games being competitive is bad. <laughs> you have to dominate those games. You have to give like some faith that, hey, you can still run teams. Right? That's Maybe. what I'm looking for. Look, from C9 look, 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 look. Okay. Uh, this is going to be my fi final word on C9 for the rest of the night, but... um. I'm just saying, Bullshit. the real <laughs> reason why TSM and FlyQuest stop screaming C9 is because they're trash. That's almost oh, certainly oh. not true. <laughs> I. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all I'm saying. But it's like almost certainly not true, and you know I, that. Whatever you say, man. Hey, mm -hmm. the results speak for themselves. I said almost. I didn't commit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about some other calls. Uh, what are you? What else have you guys done? Uh, Nothing. I, Amon I haven't done shit. Don't ever ask me a question. A hundred thieves over evil geniuses. Well, he's How got a could hot... you? Remember the whole coin I'm... flip thing? Yeah, I, I yep. agree, but I also think this is a, this is a pretty close matchup, and there's an argument for why a hundred thieves should be able to go toe to toe with EG. Oh yeah, Huni's looked kind of out of sorts on this uh, team over the past couple of weeks. He's been making plays, and they haven't. They, they just don't seem right. <laughs> Sometimes his so, Kennen top lane, I'm not going to fault the build, but I disagree with it. I don't like the four lane Kennen. <laughs> four? Oh, I, oh, a play for lane. The Hextech, the Hextech Gunblade, yeah. I thought, you I, meant, I, I thought you meant Kennen and four lanes, and I had so many questions about where the fourth lane came from and how Kennen is in all of them. Listen. So there's actually, a lot of people don't know this, there's an underground lane that's <laughs> under the map, and it's this sort of little tunnel. Uh, 
And what happens is exclusively for Yordles. So if you try to look into it, you'll see nothing. But actually, there's a Ken in there. In all four of them. Hey, you, you joke, but that's how Yordles work in the lore now. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're basically like uh, dwarves in North, Norse mythology. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow. But, like, someday should be able to run that lane. Oh, Fairly. I, I definitely agree with that matchup. I, I don't see a large way that top lane EVG can really get control. But I think the rest mm -hmm. of the map on EG has potential. I feel like, uh, even though I think Ryoma has looked shaky... I think Jazuke hasn't looked much more stable. And unless uh, they get Jazuke on something strong, I don't think that it's going to pan out for them. Jazuke the Golden Glue, who has been playing for this back half of the Oh, split. you're right. Never, wait. <laughs> I'm not Golden right. Glue I, I, is I, the I one. I agree. The same thing, though. I, I don't feel like uh, Golden Glue has been all that uh, dominating. And I feel no. like that's the matchup that Ryoma has a chance in. In a matchup where gold, like everyone seemed to think that Golden Glue was a scrim god who would dominate his lane, but I've never really mm -hmm. seen that come out too much in an LCS match. It comes out from time to time, but it's mm -hmm. not consistent, and it isn't the thing that it looks like he's good at. What it looks like he's good at is playing Orianna. So if you yeah. get him on Orianna, I think you got a good shot. But you get him on almost anything else besides maybe Zoe, I don't think you have as strong of a chance. I mean, even then, his Zoe feels like it's of a takeaway pick from the enemy it's not that he's playing it because well he's good at it it's just that he's not that oh he's gonna get this bubble into a gigantic pick that's gonna destroy someone right it's not like bjergs and zoe it's not like niski zoe of last split or like early on this split <laughs> it's the zoe it's a good one right i i'm hey, so upset it, right now that was the Got only him. one that I could think of off the top there. Um, cause I'm trying to think of any like other very good Zoe players, and I'm pretty sure there absolutely is. I just can't recall them right now. I don't now. think any of them are as like prominent as uh, at least Niski, Golden Glue. Who else? Like, Ryoma like, has a Zoe, but it's also the same situation. Yeah, but it kind of feels Zoe like a takeaway. Ryoma's Zoe. It's like a, yeah. a Pokemon card from a shitty trainer. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Now I'm trying Demonte's to remember that. I think Demonte's got a decent Zoe. Mm, I can't recall Demonte's Zoe. That's the one problem. Let me see. Hmm. You played it a few, uh, three games ago. Okay, but either way, like in the mid lane, it's kind of. I think it's a little bit Rayoma favored. In the jungle, it's probably right now it's contracts favored just because. Um, it looks like Svenskeren and Huni and Golden Glue just aren't quite sorted out as yet. They just can't really get something going together. And that's a kind of a problem, considering, uh... That Why would that be a problem? Why would that be a problem? What's wrong so with you... that? I don't see any issues here. <laughs> so... None whatsoever. <laughs> Everything is perfect in the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> hey, Mon, hey, Mon, There's no me. war in Bossing, say. Spe Nothing speaking is happening. of, of things perfect. that are perfect, uh, you have chosen Golden the Guardians kingdom. over TSM. Now, I, I, I think this is a contentious matchup. What is your I argument? don't. I think GG easy claps. What is my Says the argument? man who picked TSM. Yep. 
I want to uh, lose. I want to lose. <laughs> I will say that Closer's been very aggressive. He's been pretty good. He's been hitting those. There's, I feel like in the jungle matchup, when it comes to uh, fighting, uh, let's say, ganking top lane or ganking mid, I think Closer is much better than Spika. Um, there is one thing I will give Spika credit for, and it's he doesn't seem to miss smites. It's he's very really hard. good, dude. He's really good at the smite secures. Like, no, you're right. That's a great yeah. eye. He's so nuts. I think one of the first yeah. clips I saw of him was him just like stealing El uh, Infernal Drake or not Infernal Drake, uh, Elder Drake, Baron, and and Baron. I, I, I don't remember. Oh I, yeah. He's just he has been known for crazy ass steals, and I I just I love hype plays, man. Crazy steals. That's what I fucking live for. It's like you think you're down, you think you're out, and then boom, Janet Tornado. <laughs> god damn it anyhow but moving on like Spika's very good at um the smite secures and tsm recently has been playing around securing those objectives they've been early to river and for when they're contesting dragons they've been having that early vision around baron when they've been there actually that's a very good case you know they're kind of playing to their strength that their jungler has Can, is he very good at ganking lanes and stuff not particularly is he good at securing objectives? Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, that's one thing that TSM's been doing. I guess that's their strategy. Just play to control the objectives. And no team seems to be able to contest them that well at it. I'm looking at a, a, a little stat breakdown for them. And it appears that uh, Golden Guardians actually heavily rely on the damage output of FBI. And have Is that surprising? No, but... They also have a very low first blood and first tower rate, especially by comparison to TSM. TSM have 75% of their first towers and 65% of their first bloods, and Golden Guardians have 42% first blood and 37% first tower. I think that, mm -hmm. that TSM's best way to win this game is probably to assault the bot lane. If they can get a, a good attack off onto FBI, set FBI behind, take him off of Aphelios or Ezreal, and uh, probably... I, I don't, if, if they can lock in Caitlyn Morgana, I feel like that's just super strong right now. Mm -hmm. And that, like... Let them keep playing it, for the love of God. Just If you just let TSM keep playing Caitlyn Morgana for the rest of the fucking year, I guarantee you they win Worlds. Probably, maybe, if she doesn't get nerfed. Probably, maybe. <laughs> uh... Double lift and um, the treats have been really good at playing that lane. I mean, everyone should be me playing that lane. That lane is super easy. Yeah, it's but like, I also hey, think... you landed a trap. Let me throw a bind. Oh, you landed a bind. Let me throw a trap. I feel like that's uh, it's not broken. The thing is that it doesn't look like it's like super dominant in lane. That's the weird part about what? it. It doesn't no, look that's like where it slaps. <laughs> I know it, that is where it slaps. It's the but threat. It's also... it, it isn't. It isn't the results. It's the threat. When you yeah, and it's also like threat, it's, you just get free shit. It's also really hard to gank them uh -huh. because uh, you can Caitlyn just... gets the black shield. Caitlyn e's out. You bind the uh, you bind the jungler. If they try to dive, you dart. You black shield someone, and they're just not getting hit. Right? Like it is. Okay. You it's just flash into melee on whoever takes turret aggro yeah. and just fucking bind on top yeah, of yeah. them. Yeah, and so it's it's not supposed to be like a fucking Draven lane where you you need five plus kills to win. It's just like, okay, we have a lot of pressure, which means if you misstep, you're gonna die because we have the morgue bind into the follow-up. 
Uh, and uh-huh. if you don't, we can just farm safe as fuck, and you can't mm-hmm. touch us, right? And that's a really good lane. And like Anthony said, there's the threat of if you mess up or if uh, somebody comes bot, if this happens, we have the threat to back. It's nuts. It's it also, nuts, buddy. It has insane I siege. Know. It has insane dive. It has insane anti-dive. It's such a good bot lane. And it's got really good Drake control. And now the way that you build Caitlyn is effectively one attack speed item and just a shitload of AD. Because you just yes. don't give a fuck. You use your Omega range and just click. And they're dead. Because you get so much fucking damage. You could do like 1200 in a single auto attack because of her crit multiplier on her fucking uh, headshot. Oh. it's I, I know all of that, but what I'm also saying is that... You're wrong. Um, no, okay. Okay. No, keep going, keep going, keep It's just been really, like, I haven't seen it be, like, super dominant in lane, but it's been very good at that additional objective control that you'd yes. also like to see around that because of the Caitlyn traps and how they've been playing around it. It isn't. Is, it, it doesn't express its dominance in the lane in a in a in a real way. It's a, about yeah. It's about controlling the enemy's options. Well, it also mm-hmm. can express its dominance in a real way if they get a pick, right? Like, right. But if the enemy support do that, I know, I know. But, but like in the LCS, if the enemy AD carry just walks out from behind minions and gets hit with a more Q, mm-hmm. the lane's that's, over. That's half their health like, oh. right there, instantly. It's it, it kills. Like if it's not half their health, it kills them, forces them out of lane. Like yeah. it's huge, right? So like they can crush. It's just that it's hard to crush, given the circumstances. All, all the time again. <laughs> particularly good players in it's LCS it's hard game. to push against lcs players who don't make dumbass decisions all of the time only some of the time hey then you play yeah. against huni and you're just like rolling in it and you're just like huni why huni huni who 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 did this to you huni when'd you lose to the shopkeeper so uh, i do have one request before uh next week happens could we please just end the split now because uh tsm's got that 69 percent win rate so nice <laughs> all right perfect, now on perfect. to uh what is hopefully our last topic of the night uh tsm versus team liquid now matt is the odd man out here mm-hmm. thinking team liquid is gonna come up on tsm now i'm gonna take a, a guess at why i think you have picked this it is because you wish for me to hurt just like you is that to, why you thought i picked to that? feel your pain but even more so, because you know I care more about the result of this match than do you. Do you know, want to know why I picked it? Why did you pick it? Because I got back from the doctor and thought, oh shit, I have to do my picks. <laughs> and then I sprinted through them, and I did not look at the last two re- uh, weeks of results. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're just going to commit to it and say TL's going to slap. Uh, we're just going to commit. Um, oh, and I do think... I, I do think, think the only team they TL... lost to was FlyQuest. Who TL? Yeah. No, I think TL is actually a good team too. Like I do actually think. I obviously don't think it's going to be like a dummy stomp. I think this is going to be a contentious game. But I do think that, frankly, I picked TL even if it was in a sprint, uh, <laughs> because I do think TL has a higher chance of winning, and it would not hurt me to see you suffer. Uh... <laughs> I told you it's because he wants to see me hurt. But you know what? <laughs> I have the calls. I will be victorious. But no, let's talk. Let's talk, let's actually talk about this match a little bit more. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, like the lane to lane matchup? Where do you think the biggest uh, discrepancy is on these teams? 
Honestly? Uh, all I of it. TL tell. slap. No, uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Contradicting himself uh, as of a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Less than a minute. I got, I'm inconsistent, boys. Okay, there's there's one thing uh, around the bot lane where it's like, okay, Core JJ probably has an advantage on Treats because he's just nutty. That's it. But, like, Treats hasn't been slacking either, and Doublelift is still a great ADC. It's just, I don't really see a place where there's a huge mismatch. Maybe Bjergsen has, like, a little bit on Jensen, but that's also just, like, a tad. <laughs> Jensen does still perform in teamfights, and him and Broxa do have some good ganks uh, every now and then. Like, yeah. And Broxa does perform some good ganks at mid lane every now and then to get him ahead. But it's not, like, major discrepancies. This is probably going to be determined by, like, how the draft actually pans out and how teams execute on them. More so than, oh, there's a mismatch in lanes. So, uh, discounting the Kane game, uh, Spika actually has a much larger champion pool that he's expressed in the LCS. Broxa mm-hmm. has played the four same champion, the, the, the same four champions uh, basically every game. Uh, he's played Lee Sin, Graves, Trundle, and Volibear. Uh, Spika he's has, also played Kha'Zix. Spika has played, uh, I think, all of those champions. Yeah, he has. Uh, but he also, like, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to say that Broxa does not have a larger champion pool than this, because I'm sure he does. He but almost it, certainly does. But it looks mm-hmm. like uh, TL are trying to pick very similar, very consistent... Uh, compositions like mm-hmm. they're basically picking some kind of mage mid lane uh, a tanky or an ap bruiser top lane with uh a damage or tank uh in the jungle and then a damage dealing ad carry and a support to either complement uh their mid slash ad carry or to counter the other support because they've been playing blitzcrank to counter uh uh thresh like everyone else has well, it's a good counter. Can you? So, yep. <laughs> so I, I, I think the way that TSM has to beat TL here is probably dismantling mid jungle in 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 a, in a very opposite turn for how they beat Golden Guardians. So take making sure that Speaker doesn't get put behind like he did in the FlyQuest game, or even in a general sense, and is able to have the agency up against Broxa is very important for TSM to be able to convert into mid game. And uh, this is me hoping that their uh, early game dragon control doesn't rear its ugly head. Uh, but I think if they can get Caitlyn Morgana with... Look, I, I think that the set, the uh, comp that they ran uh, against C9 is probably one of their best comps. If you can probably swap out top lane to play matchup uh, with most things, I think this comp's still really crazy. And... I want to see something like maybe a Shen come out in the top lane because I think that will add more power in general to TSM's ability to control the jungler and convert in mid game. So that's that's kind of what I'm aiming for. I'm looking for Shen. I'm looking for Caitlyn Morgana. And if I don't see bans on those against, uh, well, I, I don't expect a, a Shen ban unless Shen's actually been be banned weird. against them. Oh, it's a good ban against them. <laughs> It's well, a good I, ban against TL. I can't look at the... 
Which banned against TSM. Actually, it's not in their top five banned against, so I don't think it's gonna go in. I don't know who's playing what side, actually. That would, that would inform a lot about uh, the Shen priority, because I think Shen's a decent blind pick, but I feel like he's a better uh, like second round pick to round out top lane, and I don't feel like he's worthy of a ban quite yet. Wait, he got buffed. Is um, next week on 16? Because he might actually just hit ban phase. I have no idea um, what patch next week is. I'm not sure either, but I also did hear about that buff. Yeah, they upped his shield, and his early game shield is up like 40%. And that's crazy. That's just fucking crazy to me. For early Le trade, Level that's... one, he gets a 40% increase to his shield. That's like an extra auto. Uh, in an early trade, that's huge. Especially mm -hmm. when Shen has a, a three-hit passive that also gives him health back. Oh, that's crazy. I'm looking forward to this. I want to see Shen in the LCS. I agree. Oh, man. That's one thing you can't let Impact get. That's one thing. <laughs> you hey, can't... Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what were you thinking about uh, TL and how they're gonna win this game? So for TL, once could. again, you're gonna for TL. There's a couple of things that you don't want to see TSM get. Uh, one of them is you want to take them off that Caitlyn Morgana. You want to ban probably the Caitlyn. Fine if the Morgana makes it through. It's still like all right. They have to play a close range mage. Um, you don't have to navigate it as carefully, even though you still have to look out for the Morgana cube. Um, but at least the Caitlyn traps aren't there. Uh, you do, if you get the opportunity to, I think you do pick Impact Shen. I, he's always looked good on tanks. I mean, he's nice with it. He's nice with it. We can't lie. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the two games where Shen was played last week, it's very oppressive and really enables a lot of team plays. Right? You don't want that in the hands of Impact, and you don't want TL to get that. Or else they could have a potential to turn around some of these fights that might be uh, have very slim margins and might be able to work out in their favor. Um, after that, I think it's all about who really gets those early objectives because those objective control is currently TSM's strong point. If TL can squeeze out a couple objectives, like if they can get like I don't know, maybe not the first dragon, but at least like the second, uh, either one or uh, either the first or second dragon right at the beginning. That's good for them. That's a plus side, and then they can try to keep scaling into late game. Um, and if they actually get set up at the proper times, have the proper back timings to contest vision around those objectives, they can have a better opportunity at beating TSM. But if TSM is actually able to get there to those objectives early and close it out, I don't think TL have a chance. Fair enough, brother. <laughs> Alright, I think we're out of topics. You want to take us home? I think I will. That'll do it for this week on the Legendary Lens podcast. You can catch us Mondays at 8pm. Uh, I'm not sure what the playoff schedule is, so uh, keep it, it in check for that. Uh, what else? Uh, catch the VODs on my YouTube channel. Catch, uh, the audio podcast on anchor.fm slash LLOLP. Have a nice day. Peace. Fuck, dude, I'm so tired. <laughs>